All right, who ordered 60 double Buster Burgers? That fat motherfucker right there. Uh -huh. That fat motherfucker right there. Them two twin giggling motherfuckers right there. And that skinny walnut head motherfucker ordered 72. Losers, um, episode ten, uh, a milestone for for us. Um, if you want to look at it that way, uh, I'm Eric from Hey Internet. Eric here, and I am here with the Mary to my Pippin, my buddy friends. Um, uh, if you're watching the video, you can see how excited he is for this episode because we were planning on doing this a little while ago, but um, Friday the Thirteenth came up, so we wanted to be topical there. Um, it Chapter 2 came out, so we want to be topical there. So now we're here for the delicious episode. But we're going to make you wait a little bit, because off offline, uh, Frenzy kind of gave me a little bit of a challenge. Uh, I don't know what it was. We were sending gifts to each other, and they were about dogs. And Frenzy sent me a gif of the, the dog from Man's Best Friend, the Ali Sheedy, Lance Henriksen movie. And it evolved into us talking about how much we enjoyed lance but how i said he now makes nothing but garbage and basically friends said there is no bad lance henriksen movie and i showed him the trailer to the mangler 2 which he probably didn't watch because we might do it for a future episode i will say this i listened to a podcast where someone went to go meet lance henriksen and he bought he brought lance a dvd copy of the mangler 2 and Lance signed it himself and said, what a piece of shit movie that was. <laughs> but, but Frenzy said, um, I can't pick any straight-to-DVD movies. I have to find a bad Lance Henriksen movie. And, of course, it's bad in our opinion. You know, our opinions vary from the masses most of the time. So I did my research, and I picked three. And I'm going to throw them at Frenzy. Jesus. Um, one I've never seen. One I've seen, but I really enjoy, but the masses hate. And the third one I personally hate. I'm gonna let Frenzy be the judge. The first quote unquote bad Lance Henriksen movie, Piranha 2: The Spawning. Love it. Okay. James Cameron. James Cameron's first movie. That's an excellent movie. Okay, I've never seen it. I've only oh. seen the first one, which I love. Well, there's an episode. Okay. The one that I personally really enjoy, but no one else does, Alien vs. Predator, the first one. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> See, I'm the complete opposite on that. The whole world hates the second one, and I think mm -hmm. it's way better because it's just more fun. The okay. first one is... Um, that I have a kind of a um, reboot Friday the 13th relationship with that one, too. It's okay. like, um, but no, it's not that bad. I just remember it's like all in a temple. It's one location. The second one, Requiem or whatever it's called. Mm -hmm. I thought that was incredible. Like, I remember seeing that with my, my best friend and a packed, um, sold-out audience. And I got to tell you this. This is a, I can't believe you brought up Alien vs. Predator. The first Alien vs. Predator I saw with my older brother who has excommunicated our family. 
and it was sold out. This was another one that was sold out. And we went there, and the whole row above us, mm -hmm. 20 teenage black kids, okay? Mm -hmm. Mick, they were girls and boys. They must have got off, like, some kind of boys and girls club bus okay. or something. I don't understand because it's an R-rated movie. Isn't the first one R-rated? No, first one's PG-13. Okay, well, that, that explains it. So these teenagers are in there. They're not, they shouldn't be there, and they're all really loud, obnoxious. And someone goes and rats on them. Because it was a shit ton of them. Mm. This is a big theater. The manager comes in. He walks up to the row. And this guy looks just like Vin Diesel. He's still the manager at um, the Cinemark in Gulfport, where I'm from. And uh, he's he just tells the whole row. He's like, oh, y'all, you're out. And he, he lines them up, takes them out. They're all screaming and stuff. He's like, you're not getting your money back. Get the fuck out of here. And <laughs> I'm going. The previews haven't even started yet. I'm yeah. going to the bathroom, and I walk down behind all these black teenagers that are going crazy. Vin Diesel's throwing them out, and the sweetest couple you've ever seen. They, they must have been about 16, 17. He looked like Urkel and his <laughs> little hot black girlfriend. They had nothing to do with these people. They were mm -hmm. a completely different party. This guy was taking his girlfriend on a date. They had the popcorn. They had the drink. Mm-hmm. And it was the cutest couple I've ever seen. And they just fucked up and walked too close to the other blacks that were getting thrown out. And the oh, Mendoza no. guy said, hey, you two, get the fuck out, too. And they're like, we had nothing to do with this. And, they're oh. like, and he said, guilt by association. Get the fuck out. Like, oh, my they, God. I, I swear to God, that's a true story. <laughs> and I never get to tell it because no one ever thought that's, you know, so when someone says Alien versus Predator, the first thing I think of is that. But, um, uh, you know, we may be able to say that for a different discussion. The, mm -hmm. the Piranha 2, uh, you know, I was specifically talking about, like, um, hit Lance Henriksen in the movie, mm -hmm. right? Like, I remember him in that one, which I, I really like that movie uh, so bad it's good. Okay. But in Alien vs. Predator, I didn't even, I don't even remember him. Remember, I've only seen it one time in the theater. I don't remember okay. him being in that movie. Yeah, he is, he's the one that's leading the expedition. He's Charles Bishop Wayland. He's the one that's leading the expedition to Antarctica. Oh, um, I just got the connection. So what is who who is that? And uh, is he the the? He would apparently, I guess, if you can put two and two together, he's the one that the Bishop Android from Aliens is modeled after. So who is he in three? Alien three in three. I don't know if in three if he's technically an android or not, but in three he claims that he is who the bishop was modeled after. Right. But when Ripley or well, no, not Ripley. When the one of the inmates hits him with the pipe, his ear is like so far out it doesn't look realistic. So I don't know if that's if if he's an android or if that's just a bad special effect. I never but knew also, that. Also, in the, in the credits, he's listed as Bishop Two, Roman numeral two. Wow, that's so, a good man. I've seen everyone hates that movie, but I've seen it so many times. I never even noticed that they not the special effect thing because mm -hmm. that movie the 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 the, uh, the alien special effects don't hold up. They didn't. Well, they actually they didn't even hold up when I first saw it. <laughs> like mm -hmm. everyone, yeah, the, the special effects in Alien Three are pretty shit, and I don't know why because it seemed like it had the budget and everything. But they were trying to, you know, have aliens run upside down, and that was hard mm -hmm. to do or something. So, all right. Well, what's your third? Okay. My third one, and this is the one I, I personally hate, Scream 3. 
again, uh, screen now three is Jenny McCarthy. Uh, the Jenny McCarthy one, yeah. I, I just now have you to said, be honest. Now you, your I, quote I don't... was, there, there is no worst Lance Henriksen movie. Now, we're not shitting on his performance. We're talking about the movie. God, Scream 3 is so bad, though. See? And no, I mean, it's so bad that... Remember when I told you I stopped watching? I, I always reach some kind of wall where I don't watch movies ever again. Mm-hmm. I gave up on Scream 3, like, right when that came out. Like, I love the first one and the second one, too. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. it's that the Scream 2 opening is so good. Mm-hmm. But three was one, like, I saw it in the theater. I said, fuck this. I'm never watching this, sh- this shit again. Okay. So I think you win there. I think you win. Ah, I knew it. There is, uh, you're, yeah, you won. Scream All right, I will, t- I will put that victory on the shelf along with you somewhat changing your mind about Derek Mears and Friday the 13th, 2009. It counts. Yes. And should I? I think you should definitely watch Piranha 2. The, the oh, plan. oh, God. It's, it's great. But the. Should I rewatch Alien vs. Predator? Um, I really like it. I personally, I really enjoy it. What was that, 2001? It was, I don't know if it, I think it was right after Freddy vs. Jason. So it's Is it 20 years old? old? It's like 2000? Uh, well, Freddy vs. Jason was 2001, so I'm going to say like 2002, 2003. Still, so I'm a different person now, but I, I'll give it another shot because I... I even if a movie's really bad, like Friday the 13th reboot, if I can't remember it, mm-hmm. um, then that's funny because there's probably a reason I forgot it. And it's just going to be like this really painful thing to go through again. But um, mm-hmm. I can't actually uh, have a legitimate opinion unless I, I remember something about it. So, okay. I still count that as a victory, though. Yes, I'm two for yeah. two. Good job. Two for two. All right. Now that we got that out of the way. One of my favorite things about this podcast, other than just bullshitting with Frenzy, is we we don't follow like a certain structure here when it comes to what we're discussing. It could be topical at the time, like Child's Play remake, Pet Cemetery remake, It Chapter Two. It could be stuff that, we, or you know, Friday the Thirteenth. It could be something he and I really, really loves from childhood, like. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the the live action movie, or it could be something totally fucking obscure that a select group of people, only a select group of people have ever heard of it, and an even less select group of people have actually sat and watched it. We did that with Uncle Sam, Ruben and Ed, and tonight we have one that I think fits perfectly in that category because... I don't know, I can maybe count on my hand how many people, counting myself and Frenzy, have seen this. Tonight we're talking one of his favorite movies that I know of because he's talked about it a million times, Hamburger the Motion Picture. Do you want to try to give a plot summary on this, Frenzy, or should I try? Since I've I've only seen it twice. You know, let, 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 me, let, me, t- let me say how I found out about this first. I had no idea, I never heard this movie existed, like the majority of everybody. And um, he won't mind that I name drop him because he's he's big in the podcast world. My buddy Gary Butterfield, he does a lot of video game podcasts. He's on uh, Duckfeed uh, TV. 
Um, he does like watch out for fireballs and abject suffering. It, it's out there if you're into video game podcasting. He has a long dead podcast when he first got into called the Butterfield Family Dinocast. I would guest star on that often. One of the episodes I did not guest star on was about Hamburger the Motion Picture. And of course, since he was he's one of my best buds from like second grade, I'm gonna listen to every fucking episode, right? And I listened to him and his group of friends he selected for that episode. And I thought this was the most stupid sounding movie in the world. But it sounded also like it was a lot of fun. So then my buddy Derek comes over. And Derek grew up with me and Gary. And Derek's shtick, when he likes to come over, we put on YouTube and we try to find the dumbest movies in the world to watch for free on YouTube. And he put on hamburger the motion picture i didn't turn him down because of gary's episode and i watched it and i'll i'll give my opinion (laughs) when we actually get to the 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 the, no pun intended the meat of the episode and um there was that and i didn't hate the movie but again we'll get into it and then i figured you know what i mentioned it to my buddy friends i said there's another podcast i like called cult 45 c-u-l-t and i said you guys gotta watch this This is before i got into podcasting because i'm also kind of like the asshole who's like if i've seen this movie even though i might enjoy it it's stupid as fuck you gotta see it too they shit all over it and then me and frenzy started doing this uh podcast and i'm like you know what we're talking one of your favorite movies of all time because no one's heard about it and one one last thing I want to say before we got into this, I did have to rewatch this film because I had only seen it the one time with Derek. When I told my wife we're going to watch this, she got up because she sat and watched it with Derek and I. She got up and left, went to go play on her iPad in the in the other room because she wanted nothing to do with it. Um, so I sat down, I watched half of it last night. I finished it uh, after work, and uh, Frenzy said he doesn't need to rewatch it because he's seen it so many times. So that's my history with Hamburger. Um, do you have a history with it before we get into the, the quote-unquote plot? Like how you came about around finding this movie? Yeah, um, it's pretty simple. And this is so bizarre to me that we're on the complete opposite ends of the spectrum with this one. And um, when I was a kid, my second home was your dollar a day video store down mm-hmm. the street. And... The thing that people don't realize is like a lot of these mom and pop video stores, um, they brought in their own politics and like personalities into the type of movies that we had. I'm in a tiny little town. Mm-hmm. We had 13 different video stores at one point, VHS stores, some mm-hmm. that also did video games and rented other types of things. But mm-hmm. if you wanted a specific type of movie, you had to go to certain video stores. Like some were more Christian some were like super hardcore horror. Like if mm-hmm. you wanted something gory, like Chopping Mall or something like that, um, there was you know Ocean Springs Video had that. Or mm-hmm. but if you wanted something like um, you know Hamburger the Motion Picture, like titty flicks and stuff, that was also a they had a curtain in the back with porn for the adults. Mm-hmm. Was your dollar a day? And this is something that every single person I know, okay, all. 15 of my closest friends and mm-hmm. every party we ever had we're trying to watch weird movies or every relative that I have everyone's seen this because we I made them watch it so 
I don't have that perspective of like this is some kind of alien thing. To me, this is just like my childhood. And I've mm. been watching this with my brothers since when I was seven or eight years old. My my dad worked offshore and my mom didn't care what I watched. So I've watched the most hardcore shit since I was a kid. Mm. And I remember my sister's uh, boyfriend at the time. We were I was watching it for like the thousandth time. And uh, he came into the living room because back then you only have one VCR. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you little pervert. I know why you like this movie. And he did the jerk off yeah. thing. And I was like eight. I had no idea what he was talking about. Right. Like, I didn't like like at all. <clears throat> so then I, now it's just I think I wish I would run into this son of a bitch like as an adult. <laughs> and be like, how stupid were you? you think I was jerking off when I was eight? Like, yeah. of course, we like the titties and stuff. But mm-hmm. uh, didn't start jerking off this movie till way later, right? So that that's my history with it, and it just it kind of surprises me how many people haven't seen this or even heard of it in a in a big way. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, and we've we've been talking for God knows how long now, but you know I'm pretty good with my obscure stuff, and like I said, I'd only seen this twice, and I probably would have never heard of it. You know, if my, my buddy Gary hadn't done the podcast, I would have never heard of it until you would have brought it up in one of our conversations. That's so crazy. And it, I just thought that uh, I just assumed that all like teenage boys would or especially if you like movies, you would go through the 80s teen sex movies like you would have. That's just the thing you do. And then you would eventually you have to find hamburger yeah, because it's notorious that way. But man, it's you're it's super obscure. You're right. Yeah. Just because when you said you want to do this episode, and I looked into it a little bit. Um, I had no idea, but um, now that makes sense to me. But I don't think it has anything to do with the quality of the film. No, I, no, I think just because the, something's obscure doesn't mean it's bad. Right, and I think for, a lot of people hate this for the wrong reasons. But you know, we'll get into that because. Mm-hmm. To me, this is kind of a litmus test, this, mm-hmm. this movie. And I don't usually have those, but if you don't, there, there's something for everyone in this movie. There really is. Except maybe for women. It's, I mean, it's, I'm not going to say it's sexist, but this is a movie uh, that's designed for, the demographic of movies like this is for 8 to 30-year-old men. Yeah. You know what I mean? You definitely and it's, see that. It's weird. It's weird talking about this movie now as like an old person mm-hmm. because I'm like I'm not in I'm not even in that demographic anymore. So I can watch it and with nostalgia goggles and I have all these memories and people I've shared it with, but at the same time I'm like I'm really not um I just sound hypocritical talking about it as an old man because this is a this is a teen sex flick mm-hmm. for preteens and you know college age student uh, people yeah it came out at a time with like you know porkies and revenge of the nerds and everybody knows those but literally almost no one knows about hamburger at least to my knowledge right well this is the the movie has no stars um Mm -hmm. it it has no appeal whatsoever for like mass audiences no there's no way this could have ever played in a movie theater unlike porkies and revenge of the nerds are like masterpieces compared filmmaking wise compared to this but with the budget that we're talking about that they had, I mean, they mm-hmm. squeezed every fucking nickel. Mm-hmm. That's one of the great things about this movie is the attention to detail. And yeah. 
we haven't even started talking about it, but it, every frame, everything is there's so much detail that I've never. This might be one of the 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 uh, best representations of an independent movie, like um, using their money well mm-hmm. and and world building. It's actually insane that mm-hmm. they got this much shit in such a short, stupid movie. And uh, I was gonna we'll we'll mention it more when we when we get to it, but it, it kind of reminded me of the Naked Gun movies in a sense, yes. where a lot of the jokes are visual. You have to be paying attention to get a lot of the jokes, to get a lot of the funny bits. Yep. And we'll, we'll, we'll get into that. But it's definitely, you know, if you enjoy this movie, if you really do, watch it a second time and actually pay attention to the background. Don't give a shit about what's going on in front of you. Look in the background because there's funny shit happening back there. Yeah, it's 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 like, um, have you ever seen... It's a very smart, stupid movie, if that makes a lot of sense. Have you ever seen Extras, the TV show? No. Okay, well, it's it's incredible. And Ricky Gervais is an extra on these movie sets, and Ben Stiller's making a movie. Mm-hmm. He's directing like a Holocaust, serious World War II Holocaust movie. And he starts talking about how much his movies have made. Mm-hmm. And he says something about He's like, Dodgeball. You know, people, some people love it, some people hate it, but a lot of people do love it. And he starts bragging about the movie, how much money it made. And he's like, it's layered. You know, we made a layered comedy. So you can go back and watch. It's like an onion. You watch it six, seven times. You're getting tired of dodgeball, right? And then mm-hmm. a couple months go by, you pop dodgeball in again. Mm-hmm. You see stuff you never saw before. Yep. Like, he, he's joking, but that's what this movie is. Mm-hmm. It's insane how much, de- like, the layers. And it, it's funny is, this isn't a really funny discussion we're having right now. It's like we're having right. a serious discussion about this mm-hmm. hilarious movie. And if anyone's listening and has seen this and they're like on the fence, they're going to be like, you're full of shit, friends. <laughs> like, <laughs> what are you talking about? But just please listen. It's very important that I, I, I honestly think that there is there's so many. And not just visual gags, too. Every frame has something in it for eye mm-hmm. candy and some kind of pun or joke or ridiculous yeah. thing, but also just what they're talking. There's so many people talking in the dialogue and stuff. Um, you know, as I got older and older, I got more and more of the jokes, especially oh, yeah. like the sexual in- innuendos off the charts. Mm-hmm. It's like crazy, but it still remains, even though it's this, the sex comedy from the eighties it's, and it's raunchy and it's got some of those fucked up things I've ever seen in a movie. It's still like pleasant. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's never like um, insulting or like so bold. I'm I'm trying to like. There's a difference to me between this and like pork, especially Porky's. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that 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 movie is more. The difference is the this isn't mean spirited. No, at all. Whereas Porky's has those those kinds of things. And uh, <laughs> maybe we're getting sidetracked. But where yeah. do you want to go? All right, well, Where do you help start me, with this? Help me if I forget anything. I guess we can at least we gotta at least say what the fucking movie's about. We're fine, and sure. just so you know, I don't know any character names except the black guy, and I'll get to him. So you, if you know character names, you can help me out. Basically, Magneto Jones. Yeah, Magneto Jones. That's why I could. He's the only one I can remember because who the fuck can't forget a name named Magneto Jones? There's some pretty good names in this one. They're weird, but um. All I remember, because like I said, I've, this is the first time I've watched it, and probably 
three or four years, and it's only the second time I've ever watched it. The main character we're we're, we're uh, following is uh, he's a ladies' man, and I don't know he is it, he keeps getting kicked out of college. Yes. And he's going to is he going to lose like his trust fund or something like that unless he actually graduates college? Yeah. Well, uh, well, I'll talk about this more later. That that is the 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 paper thin plot. Okay. But I don't think because I've I'm insane and I've seen this a million times. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's what plays out in the movie. He's not okay. doing it for his trust fund. Okay. Uh, I. Well, we'll get into that more later. But yeah, you're right. He's got a tweet. I'll, I'll, give, grandfather... I'll, I'll give my I'll give my paper thin plot summary, and then you correct me everywhere. <laughs> yeah, this is serious <laughs> shit here. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want people to you know misrepresent what you're saying about right. Russell Proko. So, uh, ladies man, and we know he's a ladies man because he he the first time we see him, he's in the girls' shower making out with 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 one of the girls. And then he's being reprimanded by like the principal or something. Then she ends up making out with him. Basically, he's kicked out of college. His parents find out, and something about like he won't get any money or trust fund or something like that unless he gets a college diploma. Um, He goes to is it Buster Burger? I believe is the name of the restaurant. And he finds out, you know, lo and behold, there's a Buster Burger University that will pay for your tuition, and if you can do whatever 12-week course or however fucking long it is, you will get a full-fledged college diploma from Buster Burger University. So he uses that as a way to get his college uh, diploma. And while that happens, he's meeting a, you know, his, I don't know if it's not really his professor, but there's this drill sergeant type character played by Dick Buckus, who is just there. He's basically like Sergeant Mauser or whatever from like Police Academy Two. I got a huge vibe of him. Sure. Like he like this. The main guy is Mahoney and Buckus is is Mauser type of deal. Um, he's there just to create havoc and make sure the main character fails. Um, main character meets all these. Every single character has something funny and specific about him. Meets all these people, and then by the end of the movie, they're forced to run their own restaurant for a day and a bunch of bad fucking shit happens and Frenchie's going to correct me on everything I missed but that's how I took the quote unquote main point of the movie was him finding a way to get his college diploma so he could I guess get his trust fund or whatever that was no that's basically it Um, okay he sees a commercial for Buster Burger University and it plants in his mind this is the type of guy. It seems like he would never eat at a hamburger restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not um, stuck up or anything. He's just like really beautiful. What I, like he obviously a ladies' man. Mm-hmm. So he goes to the Buster Burger, which it seems like he's never been in before because the he's never been to a fast food restaurant. The way that mm-hmm. he looks at the menu and things, and the late the girl behind the counter immediately wants to fuck him, like yep. like immediately, and. What I love about this movie is, and why I, I'm going to make an argument that this is actually a good movie. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I know it's bad, yeah, obviously, but why it's important is because unlike every other 80s sex movie or whatever that this is competing with, 
the character Russell Proko is so weird and different because he's not some he's not like a nerd or an outsider and he's not like a ladies man scumbag he's literally right. he he says it in the movie he's um he's like cursed women just throw themselves at him okay it's like mm-hmm. and i i honestly don't think that uh i think that's really interesting and it's just we're we're when we're watching uh his character um in this movie uh they mentioned the trust fund but it, his parents care about that more than anything about the money. Mm-hmm. Obviously they're insane. They have plastic on their um, couches and things like that. Cheapskates. And he's like, he genuinely just wants to be a better person. He wants to give it a shot. Like okay. he's, he, I, it's, it's never, he never mentions money. He just wants to be his own person and like accomplish something without having sex ruin it. Mm-hmm. And that's just really weird and bizarre to me. I know that it's not really that deep. They just wrote a character. They just wanted to write a character where women threw themselves at him. Mm-hmm. But for the motivation of your main character to to be that he just wants to be a better person as like the subtext, that's kind of interesting. And it's like actually, you know, he's he's an interesting character. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing I can compare this one to more than Revenge of the Nerds and stuff is: Have you ever seen Fast Food? Mm-mm. You know what that is? No. It's these two guys by a gas station, um, and. <laughs> And they turn into a hamburger restaurant, and uh, they 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 make the secret sauce that makes girls want to have sex with them. <laughs> and uh, Jim Varney is the bad guy. Are you fucking and, shitting me? Oh man! And um, what's her name? Uh, fuck uh, the Tracy Lords is okay. is the is the hottie in that one. But it's that one it's like that one has more of a cult following than this movie and i don't understand because that's a legitimately bad movie with mm-hmm. bad characters and like it's not funny and hamburger the motion picture is just chock full of yeah. shit and you know like we're going to get into this and stuff but honestly just if if i'm just pitching this movie to someone there's at least a dozen classic set pieces in this movie Mm-hmm. just incredible they didn't have to do it that they're what's so weird about this movie is how much they tried to mm-hmm. make it funny when they didn't have to exactly you know, this really why did they try so hard when this could have if they would have just done one quarter of the detail and things and, and writing um this would have all uh, this would still have played on hbo and they would have made money mm-hmm. but it's just when people compare this to other movies, I mean, it's obviously not on the same level as a as Revenge of the Nerds or whatever, but right. compared to these other B movies that like fast food and things, it's it's like miles ahead of all this. And yes, yeah, so that's the basic plot of Hamburger. You nailed it. Okay. Um, now, once you know what the plot is, once you've got out the way, you can just hang out and enjoy the insane characters and hijinks over and over again because. To me, this movie never gets old, ever. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like I said, I didn't really remember anything. I, I remembered a couple bits. You know, I, I knew Dick Buckus was the asshole, and I knew um, Magneto Jones. I knew one bit of his. Uh, when we get to like the funny stuff, like the funny characters, one bit still made me laugh out loud that he does. Um, but what this movie is good at, it it hits you full on right away with that 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 wonderful theme song. <laughs> Hamburgers for America, and it, it it shows you with that, you know what you're getting into. You know it's it's going to be quote unquote Americana, 
but it's also going to be goofy as hell because they play the whole fucking song. It's a good yeah. two and a half minutes long. Good song. Um, it's a fun, catchy song. I'm not going to lie. I was singing it at work today. <laughs> um, it reminded me of like discount, like a discount Bruce Springsteen type band yes. playing it. I wish Bruce Springsteen would cover it. Yeah. And there's two songs. This one is my my, my favorite one of the two. Um, but and then it's it's fun because this whole scene is nothing but watching burgers getting made and people eating them. Yeah. And then once the song ends, it quickly cuts to girls in the shower. So you know it's going to be goofy as hell, but it's going to be this teen sex comedy. So it's either if you're there for the long run, this is your warning to get out now. Yeah. And, and I, 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 if I wasn't watching this for for the show, I still would stay because sex comedies I can take or leave. Some are really good. Some are just boring and stupid. What hooked me was that fucking song. And I knew they they couldn't have a song that great and have the rest of the movie be total garbage because if they put that much effort in putting that stupid fun song in the beginning and playing the whole thing, I knew this was going to be worth it. Well, at, by that point, if I had never, it's not like you were watching this on TV and you stumbled upon it. The first thing that hooks me would hook me is the title. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's oh, called yeah. Hamburger. That's where I'm stopping on the channel listing. Okay, that's mm-hmm. called Hamburger the Motion Picture. I'm watching that. Yeah, then it, that's what's great. It's not literally. It's not just called Hamburger. It's literally right. called Hamburger the Motion Picture. Yes, yeah. that's such a hilarious subtitle. It's just, it's just such a great joke that this is like mm-hmm. really important. It's not the hamburger of the movie. It's hamburger mm-hmm. the motion picture. Exactly, <laughs> professional. Yes, professional. And so the uh, name's already got me. I don't know what the premise is. Why is this called hamburger? Then the opening song. Not only is the song great, okay, all the music in this movie is great, and mm-hmm. there's a reason for that because okay, this is Elmer Bernstein's son. Elmer Bernstein is probably top five, one of the most famous music composers in history. He's done everything. If you don't know who Elmer Bernstein is out there, look him up. It's insane. Okay. And his son did this. <laughs> and the music, like especially the opening song, you know who the guy singing that song is? Mm-mm. It's the same guy who sung the original theme song for um, America's Funniest Home Videos. Oh, bullshit. No, it is. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um. So yeah, it's that's why it's so familiar sound, especially if you're our age. Like mm-hmm. younger people aren't going to know who that is. They don't. Right. They don't even know who Bruce Springsteen is or America's Twenty Seven Videos. Mm-hmm. Um, so right there, it's the one, two. It's one, the name, two. What makes the opening even better, aside from the amazing theme song, and there's two theme songs, and then mm-hmm. we'll get to the other one later. Yeah, it's the B roll. The B footage of all these different restaurants that people eat yes. hamburger, like you said. Even if that song wasn't playing, it's like uh, the footage is so interesting. It's like they went back it, watching it now, especially as like a time machine. No, it, you know, like I remembered eating at burger places with my family like that. Yes. and I saw all those weird looking people. I the dude with the big bushy handlebar mustache that was getting into his food. The guy with the weird cowboy hat, the 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 mom that was feeding her little baby, you know, parts of the hamburger, yes. the kid People with the hamburger that's... the size of his head, you know. 
Well, that's and all what... the hamburgers were different. You had nice looking burgers. You had shitty looking burgers. You had burgers with the buns that were wet, you know, because of all the grease. Exactly. I, it really did take me back to to a a time of you know being at those type of shitty diners and everything with my family. And some of those burgers were amazing, like in real life. And this is again, uh, people are going to say this is just nostalgia glasses, but it's really not. It's history. So if you're younger out there and you don't know anything, like you, this is hard for people to believe. But foodies in America didn't exist till the late '90s. Okay, mm-hmm. before the late '90s, people did not know anything about food or give a fuck about it. They went out to eat. They weren't, there was no Yelp. People didn't leave reviews. They had word of mouth. But these mom and pop greasy spoon places were everywhere. And so I, there's, like you were saying, all the different types of burgers. I remember like going on vacation and traveling and um, all the different hamburger places I ate at. I almost saw like all of them just in that montage. Mm-hmm. You know, like the super big thin burgers on the big yep. buns and then the little like fat ones that weren't cooked all the way. And like the steak fries and the grease strip, all that stuff. And like every like people forget like the world is weird. Mm-hmm. People are just weird, and, and that's in every country. But what makes this special is it's America. Hamburgers like our weird people in the '80s that went out to eat ate hamburgers, mm-hmm. and um, you know I'm sure there's like a any country has some kind of you know their own personal whatever but that's what the song is like this mm-hmm. bruce springsteen shit yeah <laughs> i just don't know how anyone will run into this um over and over again talking about this movie that's just how mm-hmm. could you not just like melt watching yeah. that opening and not just be so like entertained and impressed all at the same time mm-hmm. and then like like you were saying that's one two and then the third punch is it immediately cuts to um not like uh just the whole shower scene with there's mm-hmm. all kinds of girls that are naked and they yeah. tease you at first and then you see full body full naked girls a lot of those i i'm not a um, an expert but i'm i'm pretty close i've uh, me and uh one of my friends used to burn through 80 sex comedies mm-hmm. and just like any other subgenre movie like uh, most of them suck yeah, you know what I mean. Like fucking, they're horrible. There are some huge gems, and this is one of them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. And they, unlike most of those movies, which they usually treat it like a monster movie, they tease you along for forty five minutes before you get your first boobs. This was just like right out the gate. Yep. So that and and people, I've heard people complain about this that you know that after a while there's no boobs for a long time. Sure, but. That you they make up for that with pure fucking insanity yes. of a hamburger college exactly let's see yeah and before we get to the college one of my favorite scenes is um the character you know he's you know his parents are telling him what's going on and it cuts you know it goes from him getting kicked out of school and i think it quickly cuts to his dad strangling him because of him getting kicked out of college and then mom comes and says you know honey honey calm down and then they say something and then this literally out of nowhere, mom says, let me at him. And she leaps over dad's lap and starts strangling him. So, again, it's showing you it goes from cool, fun song, sexy nakedness, funny shit. So it's it's hitting you with everything it's going to get. And it's teasing you of what's to come. And I love that. And then, like you said, 
or like we've said, it's just some of the jokes are just so fun and crisp. There's one of my favorite scenes I talked to, to you off offline is the old lady who is in the drive through and she's talking to this big giant green pickle, you know, with through the, the speaker and everything. And she's ordering like, I want a hamburger and fries and this and that. But he's harassing her, telling her to order it under the butter burger names. Yeah. And there's somewhat of an argument. She has like a heart attack in the drive through. Yeah. And then we cut to this guy, the college boy. You know, he's in the this Butterburger restaurant, and it's it's just, it's just chaos everywhere. And then he's talking to the manager about going to Butterburger College, and then just out of nowhere, one of the employees says, "Hey, uh, some lady just died in the drive-through," and he just, without batting away, says, "Cancel her order." Goes back and talks to him, and it's yes. that's what I mean by it's a stupid movie, but it's smart. Yes, definitely. A lot of the jokes are like that and super super smart, and that's well, what made me enjoy this. It's it's a satire. Mm-hmm. It's an absurd satire. That's what makes it smart. Um, I don't care if people won't admit it or not. The difference between this and a, just a generic shitty titty flick from the eighties is that those movies have no they're 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 not touching on any kind of like sub deeper substance whatsoever. This mm-hmm. is literally in the sixties. Ha- McDonald's started a hamburger college. That still exists in mm-hmm. Chicago. It's in Chicago or something. Yeah, I think um, it's in Chicago because I Wikipedia this, and that's what they said that they this was the inspiration for this movie definitely. was the fact there was a college like that. No, no, no it's still Sometimes. there. Yeah, if you want to open a, a McDonald's franchise, you have to go to this place, and it's called they. I think the, they call it Hamburger University as a joke. So this is Buster Burger University. I mean. Well, it, it was like, remember the Stephen King joke I told you, or the story where he was in the plane next to the clown, and the clown yeah. said, I'm from McDonald Land. It was, and Stephen King went on to say, there really is a place called McDonald Land in Chicago. So that's exactly what he was talking about. Definitely. And the things, if you don't know all these references, then you might just think it's, it is stupid, but it, it's really not like ever, like um, when he's in the, uh, the Buster Burger. And he's she's the the girl behind the counter is trying to fuck him. Mm. She's also trying to sell him this rip off piece of shit Buster Burger watch that's yeah. simulated quartz, like and the display and the 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 food trays that they have have instead of paper sheets they put on them they have little astroturfs little green astroturfs that mm. they put down all the little details but. Um, what I was getting to is like the whole, this whole movie is the way that they mock McDonald's with the mm-hmm. lingo, like mm-hmm. the you know at McDonald's everything's Mick whatever. Yeah, and they just they're relentless in this movie with Buster everything. Yeah, and it's fucking hilarious. I mean, it never gets old to me. I it's just like I'm being lulled by these mm-hmm. insane characters who oh. refuse. Um, and, and, and speaking of this, then we finally go to the college, and it's such a funny ass fucking montage because we're in front of this giant burger statue. I think it's called the Eternal Burger or something yes. like that. It's a mockery of the Eternal Flame. And then you have these people that everyone's dressed in red, obviously because you know the Happy Meal is is red, mm-hmm. is what I is how I took that. You got people goose stepping in front of the fucking burger statue. And then you cut to someone dressed as a ketchup bottle and a mustard bottle, and they're talking to a jar of relish, and it's just so fucking funny. And then we meet the characters, and then then after we discuss the characters, we can pick and choose what we want to talk about the movie, because 
every character is very specific and funny, in my opinion, in their own way. We already met College Boy. We have this nerd character who, like, I think his, all he wants to do is be a Buster Burger employee. And he, in my opinion, That's is dream. probably the weakest. Yeah. In my opinion, I think he's the weakest one because I don't like what they do with him in, in later on in the movie. But he's also very accident prone. I think when we first meet him, he hits College Boy in the nuts with his suitcase. And then he, he knocks over another character. So we got him. We have the roommate of College Boy, who is just the sex maniac, and he's also the the guy who smuggles everything into the college. We we have we have someone from the the country of guacamole. I don't know if that's a real country or not. I really don't. No, it's not. Okay, I was hoping it wasn't, but she is she supposed to be like a gorilla? You know, yeah, military. Conchita. Okay, so we have her. She's you a find freedom out, fighter. There's a very specific scene where we find out all she's trying to do is get a man. We have, just for the hell of it, a nun, who yep. I think is probably my favorite character other than Magneto. But I love the nun character. She's just there because she heard voices. And then we have, unless I'm I'm not talking about Dick Buckus. We'll get to Dick in a little bit. I think the only other character is Magneto Jones. And he was arrested for something. But he was taken to Butterburger University so they can prove that they hire black people? Yes. Okay. He's supposed to be like a parody of Prince and Rick James. Yeah. And it's part of their, uh, some kind of, uh, I don't know what it's, what you would call that, uh, outreach program. Where they take mm. someone who's locked, you know, incarcerated and gives them another chance. Um, but... You forgot Pe Pesta Poopnik. Pesta right. Popnik. I, I forgot the, 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 the fat guy who Dick Buckus is already mean to him because he's basically saying, how can a fat guy work at a burger place without eating all profits, you know? And he's he's basically Chris Farley before Chris Farley was Chris Farley. Sure. He, 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 he His gimmick is he's got, he, to keep his appetite under control, he's got some type of battery hooked up to him. And every time he's hungry, he puts it on his pinky and it electrocutes him until he's no longer hungry. So that's it's, his running joke. It's a fat boy pocket shocker. Okay. And then we move on to Dick, Dick Buckus, who uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm in Illinois, so I know Dick Buckus from the Bears, but I, I'm not a football guy. So my only thing is like this. And I think he was on like My Two Dads, that show from like the 80s and 90s. Mm -hmm. Um. Dick Buckus is completely insane in this movie. He's the biggest asshole I've seen in an 80s comedy in a long time. And I fucking love him. He's so good. He's so good. He, I wish he was in more of these type of movies because he could be, and I, I might not know it, because he is absolutely perfect in what he's giving. He brings his A-game to this, and he's fucking funny as hell. And I, didn't and I think that's, when I was that's, that's basically all the characters that we have to deal with on a regular basis. Like there, there's the owner and then there's like his hot trophy wife that ends up banging like the roommate and stuff like that. But those are the main group that we're going to follow. Right. And um, we just went over them. He's grill sergeant. Not <laughs> okay. drill sergeant. So I, mean, I, I didn't, I'm not saying you said drill sergeant, but it's funny because it's grill sergeant. Okay. 
This movie came out before Full Metal Jacket, so just remember that. And then, uh, and then, yeah, and his thing is like he—he's—you'd never seen without his like big giant spatula, right? And yeah. well, well, the the thing people are always saying about how angry he is in the movie, but he's not angry for no reason. He's he's uh, he feels like he's not being um, he's not going up the ladder fast enough. Mm-hmm. He kisses ass to the Lyman Funk, the uh, mm-hmm. the owner, and he's dating his daughter, and she won't put out. So mm-hmm. he's like frustrated with his girlfriend and his job, and, mm-hmm. and he he's takes like, it out. He's like, think of it. He's like Mo from the Three Stooges. He wouldn't be so angry if he didn't have to deal with all the bullshit around him. Sure. Yeah. But uh, the thing I didn't know when I was younger was how amazing of an actor he is. Like he's great in this. I always thought he was funny, but when you watch it as an an adult, he's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And again, just, just one of these things. Del- why are they trying so hard? His his delivery is just so fantastic, and he's so straight laced. Again, one of my favorite things with Dick is you know uh, the fat guy showing off his battery. You know he mm-hmm. you know there's the whole well, don't eat all the profits, blah blah blah. Oh, I shocked myself, and he does this Chris Farley shaking. I'm talking about the fat guy. He, you know, shaking yeah. himself like he's having a seizure. And he says, look, see, appetite gone. And Dick Buckus doesn't say, oh, hey, good job. Or this and that. He looks at him. He says, you fat tub of crap. And then just walks <laughs> away. Yeah. Well, I watched this movie on YouTube. And I literally, I rewound that four times just to hear Dick Buckus call him a fat tub of crap and walk away. Because the way he says it is just so perfect, full of disgust. You Why am I here? Crap type of thing i could be doing something better with my life sure and he has to keep doing you know he's been doing it for a long time and yeah um you know i give i gotta give lots of credit to dick buckus he gets some killer lines in that Mm -hmm. movie you know the the but a lot of it's really racist and you know they did that on purpose it's not like the people that made this movie are racist they just wanted they wanted to to be really offensive on purpose Mm -hmm. um and, you know, a lot of that, I think a lot of the reason, I was thinking about this just today, it never dawned on me, but I think the reason this movie is kind of even more obscure than it should be, uh, I was wondering, like, I know that Alma Drafthouse has a 35 millimeter print of this, mm-hmm. the only one probably known in existence, and I was just thinking, it just dawned on me today, oh, that's why it's not, they haven't put it out on Blu-ray, that's why it's not streaming or whatever. Uh, they're not trying to make a profit on this is because it's it is kind of controversial like for pc cultures they it um and that just kind of makes me sad and mad at the same time i i didn't really get it too much until like the end when the the group is forced to run their own restaurant for a day and uh buckus has taken over the, the 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 speaker and a black cop drives by and he's just he's just derogatory to this guy and just pisses him off so he'll come back later and just help destroy, uh, help the bikers destroy, which is another fantastic scene. Destroy the uh, the burger joint. Yeah. And um, well, when they were writing this, they that's the payoff for uh, his racism towards Jones, Magneto Jones mm-hmm. in the beginning. The payoff is the black cop revenge. He goes and gets mm-hmm. all of his black cop buddies, but see, people don't notice that. Yeah. So. And see what's great. We'll talk about Magneto. He he's like I said. I I love Buckus. I love the nun because she's so subtle. Yeah. Like there's again, it's it's Buckus. He I think Buckus is yelling at uh the 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 Venezuelan girl or whatever, 
whatever she is, and he yells something, and then he ends by saying "sister," and the nun goes, "Yes." It's just just little jokes like that. It's not funny. you, yeah, Sister Sarah. Oh, no. She she heard the voices in her head, and then he, and then you know you're thinking what voices, and she says she starts singing the theme song. America is getting. She heard the theme like God. Uh, well, that ties in later to a chicken thing too. Another joke mm-hmm. with her, which is absolutely amazing. And then what I wanted to say about uh uh Magneto is he's got he's handcuffed throughout the whole fucking movie. Yeah, That's and um, people hate that. What it's it, fucking it, it, hilarious. It's, and what's great is the continuity works. You always see him in handcuffs. Sure. There's except for I think they might have messed it up in one scene. And it's my favorite joke that I was talking about, you know, when I laughed it when we w- watched it on YouTube the first time. It's they're in, I don't know what the lesson is, but they're given goggles. And all the students are given goggles, and Magneto puts on black goggles. And he's got the he's got the hair, and he just goes back and forth, clapping his hands yeah. like he's Stevie Wonder. Yeah. And it's just subtle. It's one of those jokes I say you have to be watching to get because he's totally silent. And I bust up laughing every time. That's a class. They're taking onionology. <laughs> and learning how to chop onions. Yep. And if you're not paying attention or you're an angry person, then you might not see every fucking scene has something like that. Yeah. Some kind of background joke. And Magneto Jones, again, there's a payoff. It's funny, like, with these movies, you always have the token black guy. But if it's like a horror movie, they kill him off first. Or if it's Star Trek, mm-hmm. he dies first. In this movie, they have him handcuffed and being followed by. Why is the security? Why are the security guards at this school so, like, crazy and militaristic? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They have machine mm-hmm. guns in his yeah. face, and uh, the payoffs at the end. You know, when he when they all learn their lesson and he gets his degree, he's he. There's a reprise mm-hmm. of the Buster Burger theme song, yep. but sung by him and yeah. his bitches because the whole time, the whole movie. He's trying to get to like one of his gigs. Yeah. And you think he's full of shit. Like he's like it's just this cocky uh, you know, a uh, black guy, but he's not. Mm. The payoff at the end is he's got his backup dancers and yep. he sings the most amazing version of that song. Yeah. Oh. I love it so much. It's insane. But, you know, uh what about um uh, Domino, Fred Domino? He was the, who I love him. That's the character, the the sex starved friend. <laughs> like, um, he I didn't hate him, but he didn't do anything for me, to be honest. Love him. I think it's because I I saw the character. I've seen the character so many times. I love when he's when he first meets the main character, and he's um he drops his pants and it's nothing but like uh, contraband, um, like Twinkies and Ding Dongs and stuff like that. And he he throws yeah. a Twinkie at the guy. And then he says, like, he takes his shirt off and he's got porno mags strapped to his chest. And then he turns around and he's like, oh, you need a cigarette? Oh, no, thanks. I don't smoke. He says, oh, then you need some rubbers. And he pulls it off his wrist and throws them. That was funny. Yeah. Um, but other than that, he was okay. He wasn't anything special to me. I like, I just think uh, for all these movies that have the the sex, the hound dog kind of person, this one's just like, I, I like the fact instead of him just getting, like every other movie, the sex hound character gets shut down over and over and over again. And in this movie, he just immediately, the first yes. scene where they're all lined up with the drill sergeant, uh, Lyman Vonk shows up 
to talk to them and she's sitting there sucking on a Twizzler and yeah. she just gives them the look right away. So yeah. instead of uh, the character being shut down over and over again, the whole movie they're trying to have sex and they're keep mm. the, and it keeps getting interrupted. Yeah. And um, I don't know, there's something like super sleazy. That's uh, uh, Buddy Hackett's son. Mm-hmm. He's like, he might be like the most famous uh, actual actor because of his dad. Okay. And uh, there's just something sleazy, like Rat Pack, old school about him that just makes me laugh oh, every time. Just speaking looking of sl- at him. He, he, there is one funny scene where he pulls out, he's got a, a blow up doll that talks. Yeah, that was funny. that that scene was funny. Everyone um, says it talks, and um, I've always interpreted that since I was a kid that he's just um, what do you call it when someone throws their voice? I thought he was doing the voice. He could but, have been because well, but who knows? With this type of absurd movie, you don't really know. Yeah, his because lips aren't I, moving. I, I left when he like he was talking to the guy and the guy and the, the his roommate. And then the roommate was having nothing of the uh, the blow up doll, so he just throws a blow up doll away, and you hear her either say "wee" or "bye" or something like yeah. that. <laughs> you do it goes "wee." It's like "do me, yeah. do me." Yeah. It's like I'm a real girl. Yeah, that's well, it. That's and that again, that's remember that that scene, uh, just one of the many set pieces. Their dorm room is absolutely amazing. Oh, with the, the the beds that are hamburgers and the exactly. pillows that, that are pickles. That scene, both of those scenes, um, it's just, it's like the, the little things. They're they're they have little touches for, um, you know, people that like titty comedies. They have little things for kids. Like they like, the, what the, what's so cool about those hamburger beds is like you wanted those. Yeah, I I just remember like me and my brothers we that we talked about that all the time. It's like how cool it would be to have a hamburger, and that's so stupid. But now that our culture has shifted towards like man babies. There's mm-hmm. like, I'm almost 40 and I'm still saying the same thing. And I know yeah. anytime someone watches that movie, they're like, man, I, I like that bed. Yeah, it's, a, it looks, it's a fucking it hamburger. Looks, it looks cool as hell. Yeah. And, and we're talking about the, you know, the creativity. There's the scene where we're him, those two characters, they, they escape and they go to a restaurant and they're there and they get caught by Dick Buckus and Dick, but I love how he tortures them. He puts them in this gigantic, each in their own giant pickle, which I guess is the the mascot of, of Butterburgers. And it does its own form of like water torture because they constantly play the Butterburger theme song yeah. while pouring like secret sauce on their head. And it's just, it's, it's, you, it's absurd because just in the middle of this field, you have these two giant pickle cartoon characters. Mm-hmm. No explanation why. And it's just, it's just, it's just a fantastic, funny fucking idea. It's, it's, it's water torture, but with secret sauce pouring on them the whole time. Well, you actually see in the movie, um, there's a lot of, th- this is again, it's the tension of detail. You'll see these things. Um, the more you watch it, you'll see the things in the background and then there's a payoff to it. It's not just mm-hmm. some prop in the background. And uh, when he, when, Dick Butkus hits the switches on the back of it. It literally says one switch says torture sauce and the other one says torture music. So they pipe, it's piping in the theme song really loud over and over mm-hmm. again. And that reminds me of, um, I mean, there's like little nods, uh, jabs at like Disney world and things like that. But one of the funniest things that no one ever talks about about Disney world is that the bathrooms are 
when you go into a Disney World bathroom, they play Disney music super loud. And the, the men's, I don't know about the women's, but in the men's bathroom, it's nothing but pit, uh, urinals. And they want you to get out so you don't like sit mm-hmm. in there and piss and like take up a bunch of time. So right. when you go in, it's like, who's the leader of the club? That's right. Like really yeah. loud. And you're like, God damn it. You want to get out. <laughs> and that just reminds me of the the, the pickle torture scene, um, oh. which again, it, it, not only does it mean something like within the plot, you know, that's mm-hmm. the, that's what their, uh, you know, punishment is. But it's just a cheap, funny fucking thing. Like, I couldn't have thought of that if I was if I was writing the script. Mm-hmm. It, that costs nothing to do that. And it's something you'll never forget. It's just one of the many yeah. things. But, you know, you, you you passed over the the Chinese food scene, which is is actually historical. Like when uh, they sneak out to go get Chinese food and run into Mrs. Vonk and Mia, the daughter. Mm-hmm. I mean, do I have to explain what happens? <laughs> <laughs> like, well, uh, there's they. I, I love how it's uh, obviously is 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 it Vonk with a V? Yeah, with a V. Okay, Mrs. Vonk. Obviously, she wants to bang the dude so much. So, and um. He's all for it, but I think he's like trying to keep it subtle since he's with uh, the other the other woman's there. But she gets him to order all the the, the all the food that is nothing but sexual innuendo, um, and racist and racist innuendo. So and then Dick Buckus comes in, and they have to hide under the the table, and he just go, goes ahead and sticks his head because he's hiding, quote unquote, sticks his head up her her her, uh, her blouse. And obviously he's going down on her, and she's trying to keep it so she, um, Buckus doesn't know. But obviously, I think by the end of it, she she does the whole Meg Ryan uh, orgasm scene from like a Harry Met Sally type of thing. Yeah, and even and, before uh, that, the table they think they're yeah, the table starts shaking, and then the other girl who obviously she's putting two and two together. She's not stupid. Um, she's just telling Dick Buckus that's just an earthquake. He's like, how can there just be an earthquake at just this table? Right. And I think a lot of people are uncomfortable talking about that scene because it is so vulgar. But to me, it's just unbelievable that that was allowed, that that passed through the censorship thing. And, there's uh, one. Oh, go ahead. But I think no, there's no. A, one scene I think is a lot worse. And I think it, that could be, you mentioned why this might not be on Blu-ray or whatever now in this day and age because of the racism, I think it's when the the I'm just gonna call her Venezuelan. I don't know what nationality is. She's when from she, Colombia. Okay, she's Colombian. When she goes into the main character's room and she wants to have her way with him, and she's going to force him to have sex, and if he does it, she's going to cry rape. Yeah, that's why. That uh, that's why this movie isn't getting a Blu-ray release. It has nothing to do with the racism. It's it's because of that scene. But there is a good payoff. As uncomfortable as this scene could be, because she she opens up her blouse, she is totally topless, and she's just in her her underwear and everything. And he's turning her down because he is trying to be celibate this whole time because there's no sex allowed on campus. And He's telling her no, and then she says, if you don't do it, I'll cry rape. And he doesn't believe her. And then she is about ready to yell at the top of her lungs, and he covers her mouth, and then they fall on the bed. He still doesn't want to do it. So 
and it's a funny joke because I think it pays off. He convinces her that he's gay. And right. that's what turns her off and she gets so pissed off and leaves. Um, well, see, and I, I think the way he does it is it's not like super stereotypical lispy bent wrist gay, but it's a little bit of that. And I think it works perfectly. And then her reaction to that also is what sells the joke. Well, see, that I, I knew I already knew you were gonna say that, but mm-hmm. do you realize that that is that is your perspective on that? Mm-hmm. And I would say I totally agree with you, but I think that the PC people will be more upset with the gay aspect than with the rape thing. Really? Yeah. Today's culture. See, I mean, you never thought of that, huh? No. See, and to I me, mean, I, I never see... thought that the rape thing, I thought the rape thing wasn't offensive. I thought the gay thing, nothing offends me. I'm saying to these right. like, pussies. Right. I, I get that, too. I, I could see what you mean, because I could see how they would probably say him acting that way is mocking homosexuality. Well, the way that she sees, well, even though it's true, and that mm-hmm. there these uh, cultures uh, think that gays are lower than normal people. That's not mm-hmm. my opinion. Right. That's just the way it is. Right. Uh, they see that as like, oh, the joke is that she ha- she's disgusted by gay people because they're like mm-hmm. subhuman. Yeah. You say, mm-hmm. and that's problematic because right. this fucking forty year old titty movie. <laughs> it's not just funny, but yeah, this came out in what eighty six, I think, right? Yeah, eighty. I thought eighty five, but it could be eighty six. I'm sure okay. you're right. Either way. It was around that time. Yeah. So you got stuff like that. And um, I know I've heard people talking about other things, but the Dick Butkus, again, another, another, he's a drill another, sergeant. Another a drill sergeant. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I just thought of it. Because you said Dick Butkus. I want to make sure we talk about this. Is We're talking about how insane he is in this movie. Mm-hmm. The most insane, in my opinion, in this movie is when he's showing them how to work the conveyor belt, the conveyor belt yes. that's making the, the the burgers. Like on one side, it's cooking the burger patty under a laser. The other side is <laughs> the other side is is the the top bun upside down, and you get one squirt of ketchup, one squirt of mustard, one squirt of like relish, one squirt of mayonnaise, and it looks fucking nasty. And he's showing the main character. How to properly do it. You don't use your hands. He's adamant. You don't touch it with your hands. So you got to use a spatula to lift up the patty to do this and that. And Buckus already hates this guy. So he turns up the speed and it just becomes this big mess. And it reminded me of the I Love Lucy bit with the chocolates, you know, where her and Ethel are trying to put the chocolates in the boxes and it's going zany and they're putting chocolates in their mouth and down their blouses and stuff. Because it's just going so batshit crazy. And then every time we watch the main character fuck up and he's just doing his damnedest. And you just, it's, it's another close up on Buck. It's just, his eyes are bulging out of his head. He's got this, I call it a joker laugh because he's having so much fun making this guy's life miserable at this moment. It's a fun scene. But, I mean, I just totally thought of this. What makes that scene even more fun is before all the chaos and Buckus himself is showing how to make the burger look its best after all this shit has been glopped on the top of the bun. When he puts that burger in the the container for the the customer to take home, there's shit everywhere, all over the box, all over the burger, all over his hands. 
Yeah. But he's telling them how to be professional. Yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah. It's just... But again, it, it's showing how fun Dick Buckus, a football player, can be if given the right role. That is 100, 100% spot on. And it's the Lyman 9000. It's a... It's like a machine, a prototype that they're they're not that they haven't implemented yet. So there's mm-hmm. no way he could have passed it. Even if Dick Butkus, Drill Sergeant Druton didn't turn up all the switches and make it fucking really fast and difficult, mm-hmm. there's no way he could have done it anyway. But he tries really hard. And next time you're watching that, or just use your memory, just think about the music too. Like every there is no soundtrack to this movie. They didn't get public domain music or pop songs or anything like that. That's another piece that's incredible. It's like every scene has original music and mm-hmm. the the conveyor belt scene is just amazing. I love the music to it. It's I, I you know, once you start thinking about it, it's just stuck in your head. But again, yeah, like that, that I'll have to rewatch because I, I do love the scene, so it's it's no problem rewatching that, but I don't remember the music at all. Oh it's fantastic. I you think know? it's because I was focusing too much on or so much on how much I was enjoying Dick in that scene. He was oh yeah, and that hilarious. It's again, it's like one of these weird things, like where that prop is just set up in a room, like on a soundstage. Mm-hmm. Someone thought of that. That they probably made that thing for like a couple hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and they get you get so much out of that yeah. prop. It's so funny, and it's like ridiculous with the radiation lasers. Yes, and. Uh, just the the ingenuity that went into it because the burger, um, if you pay really close attention, it's already cooked. And when it, yeah. but it, there's no light on it. It's in the dark. When it comes under the laser, they light it up, and it, you're like, oh, it just cooked it. You know what I'm saying? I I, I pictured it as it's pre cooked and the laser is just reheating it. Or sure, or that. Yeah. But no, I'm just saying because that you know that's how McDonald's is. McDonald's makes their burger and they sit there under a fucking heat lamp before you get it. So that's how I pictured it. Yeah, yeah. And the like you were talking about the bun, the way it comes out and the shit is just like like shitting onto the buns. It's they could have they could have shot it so that his hands don't get dirty and there's a little tiny bit of ketchup, a little tiny mm-hmm. bit of mustard. But that's not funny. No, no, there are globs of shit everywhere. That's what's so funny about this movie is mm-hmm. that they didn't, the, the decisions that they made make for a very funny movie. I'm trying to think. Any other memorable scenes that, for me, um, well, oh, let's talk on. about, there's there's one thing I want to talk about that I didn't care too much for, and then we'll talk about what I do care, much, care about. about. The greatest scene in movie history is, uh, you want to wait and talk about the Fab 400 later? I mean, that's what I'm going to talk about. Yeah, it doesn't um, get much better than that. Okay, so we'll leave that for last. The, the The subplot I didn't really care for is when they were turning the nerd into a chicken. Do you want yeah, to explain yeah. that one? I mean, I think it was just like, let's get ten more minutes out of this movie. Basically, there's a mad scientist or some type of character who who lives on the university or works there, and he's just. I don't know why I must have missed it because. This was like the part where the comedy stopped for just a little bit. Definitely. And I kind of lost interest because nothing was happening. And he meets the the nerd meets the mad scientist. And Dr. I don't know Moore. how he is chosen for this experiment, but the mad scientist is slowly somehow turning him into a chicken. 
It's because, uh, well, they, they have uh, multiple scenes, and all of them are pretty good, and they, they're hilarious, except for the chicken thing. Mm-hmm. What happens at the beginning of the movie is um, Zipser is kissing Dr. Mole's ass outside of class about, you know, how much he want, he's in love with uh, Buster Burger and all that stuff. And uh, mm-hmm. Dr. Mole gives him a, a burger bar, which is an experimental, like, Snickers. That's right. And that's how they start up the relationship. He says, I have a thing, uh, this project for you that you'd be perfect for. And I, I love the mad science. I, 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 you know, it's, it's hilarious that there's a mad scientist. I like, yeah, I like the concept that there is a mad scientist. I just didn't like what he was doing to the guy, turn him into a chicken. The chicken thing I don't like. I do love the, um, the, the pickle experiments. Thing. I mean, they're like, they're delivering baby pickles out of a... Yeah. Out of a giant pregnant pickle, and mm-hmm. there's there's a part where there's a thing about Doctor Mole where he can't hear or see because he just he lives in a laboratory. Hence his name. He's like mm-hmm. he, he's like a mole, and uh, he keeps hearing what Lyman Funk is saying differently, and he keeps mm-hmm. getting more and more upset um, as like the laboratory is exploding behind him. I love that shit, but what you're yeah. talking about where the experiment with the uh, zips are turning into chicken is just padding and stupid like yeah the guy who wrote this was just he just ran out of uh yeah and and even the payoff with that i didn't really care for something happens he's turning into a chicken too much or something like that and he's thrown into the showers with a couple fat chicks yeah and they they take him back into the steam and you hear clucking or something then he comes out he just laid an egg or something like that gives it to the girls and walks away it's like I don't even think about that, man. The reason, you know, the reason why I probably well, you've seen it, you know, this movie a hundred times. The reason why I probably it sticks out to me is because everything is funny except that it just kind of takes a screeching halt there. Yep, you're one hundred percent right. And I don't think anyone, even the most hardcore hamburger, it that's you know, it's not perfect. No, uh, it would almost be perfect. If it wasn't for that, but that's just like. I don't even think about that, but you're totally mm-hmm. right. It is awful. <laughs> yeah, it's not even like close to funny. Um, you know, but um, if we like uh, converted the hits and misses of this movie to like a batting average, mm-hmm. this dude's batting like well over 500, which yeah. is phenomenal. Like, mm-hmm. so I totally forgive him for that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It doesn't ruin the movie. It's just one of those. It's just one of those jokes that it didn't work. And that's the problem. A lot of people say, you know, it's easy to make an action movie. It's easy for, to make a horror movie. It's hard to make a comedy because what you think is funny, someone else might. And when that joke fails, it really fails and sticks out. Yeah, definitely. But again, it's forgivable because this is a 90-minute movie and it doesn't drag until we get to the chicken joke but once that is gone it's back to fun yeah the that's that's just, just one little, a little speed bump there's so many funny you it's like uh you know how people are always complaining about uh it's like if you someone told you there's a movie about people that go to a hamburger college mm-hmm. that's that was coming out today i would assume that it's going to skip all there's not going to be classes and things related mm-hmm. to hamburgers it's going to be like the drama is going to be around the college but kind of like star wars you know how everyone wants to see like jedi training mm-hmm. and they never did that in the movies just as like a fuck mm-hmm. you to to fans 
this movie actually delivers yep. the goods. It's yeah, ludicrous. It's not just that they don't go to they don't just go to like different type of classes. Don't they go to a church? No, they have a church. Oh, you know, that's right. Because because Professor Vunk or whatever it is, he he's singing a hymn or something to them. Yeah, and then we yeah. cut to a picture of the Last Supper, but they're all eating burgers and stuff like that. It, now that's a funny joke. Hilarious. That's hilarious. They have their own church. Yeah. It, it's but it's and on the surface that seems stupid, but it's really not like the corporate fast food culture, especially McDonald's, is like a religion. These mm-hmm. people, they're literally eating, breathing, and shitting hamburgers. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. They go to the the hamburger church they they speak the lingo everything is buster whatever mm-hmm. and what's even crazier is i don't know if people realize this but this guy lyman funk is so crazy about quality hamburgers they don't even have cows they serve bull like <laughs> that's literal like when he says that they're literally like just a mat just think about that i never like, picked i never picked up on that <laughs> that just imagine if you actually like no one butchers bulls, but how expensive that would be. Like they have to, they don't kill the cows. They just kill like that. That's just one little thing of a million. What makes this movie so special. And, um, I was saying, telling you this off camera earlier, but I think it's important here that I know I've seen this a thousand times and everything, but I honestly, even though, uh, if I haven't seen a movie or something before we talk about it, I'll watch it, you know, so that I know what I'm talking about. With this case, I didn't want this to be like work, right? Like at all. So, um, you know, if even if you try to watch this movie and you're offended or something, and you have to turn it off, you know, just I'd say uh, give it another chance and try to watch it with like an open mind. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Don't go in this movie, uh, go into something like this angry. Or looking to pick a fight. Yeah. But. I see. I guess the only other thing we can talk about is probably, in my opinion, the best part of the movie is like the last 20 minutes is when the, the students are, are their last, I guess, piece of homework or whatever is they have to run their own restaurant for a day. It's their final and, exam. Okay, that's their final exam. And I don't know what happens. Some guy walks in and he hands the man, the, the main guy a clipboard and tells him to sign this. And of course, you know, it's the cliche sign it before he knows what it's about. And right. he's dropping off an, an, an eating group or something like that. He hands him a release form. It's a legal document. Okay. Saying that if they destroy, if they eat everything or something bad happens, he's not liable. Yeah. And it's basically, it's a tour bus full of probably at least 350 to 400 pound people. And there's got to be at least 15 to 20 of them. Well, they're, it's actually, they're called, it's on the bus, and they say it. It's called the Fab 400. They, so I'm, I'm assuming that you have to be 400 pounds to be in this club. Okay. And it's an, it's an eating club. Yeah, that's right. They did say eating club, complete with the cheesy wide load sign on the back of the bus. So, again, oh, yeah. it's the visual jokes are there, too. And this, this part I loved and hated. <laughs> for different reasons hated well oh, I, 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 I can't I wait to hear to this i get to it um i love the idea of of an eating club i love how these fat people are assholes they'll sit there and they'll do the spiel i like 
you know, I want 25 butter burgers. I want 20 things of French fries and I want two diet Cokes, you know, that type of joke, which I always found funny. Yeah. And they'll get their food and we have barnyard animal noises in the back <laughs> while they're eating food. I like that. I like how while they're eating their food, there's also quote unquote normal people eating their food. They're taking their food off of their trays and eating it. And that was fun. I was creeped out and i think it's the point that the the twin women that 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 just giggled that made me uncomfortable i don't know why um i think it's just the way the giggle sounded just like the weird facial expressions they made but i liked that idea and the group has to figure out how to get rid of all the fat people because they're eating all their product right so uh, the nerd finally, he's cured of being a chicken or whatever. He comes up with the idea of putting X-Lax in all the milkshakes. Because another another one of my favorite uh, Magneto Jones lines is, uh, who ate all the food? He goes, that fat motherfucker there, that fat motherfucker there, that fat motherfucker there, and that skinny dude over there. So it's 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 just funny. So they have, they have Magneto make a bunch of chocolate shakes, and they pour the X-Lax in it. And this is the part I hate because I hate fart jokes. I hate poop jokes. Oh. I have no problem with the fact that they're eating X-Lax or they're drinking X-Lax in the um in the shakes. And then we get the fart noises and I just hate it because they're this the generic, like dirty, wet sounding fart noises. And I personally I just I just hate it. I, I've always hated fart jokes. It does pay off though. So like I said, my hate is very small. It does pay off because they all get you know diarrhea at the same time they get up they all run into the same bathroom stall where that already has one skinny guy sitting on the toilet and they're all they're all forced into the stall forced against the wall and you know you got the nasty fart noises and stuff and then suddenly that part of the uh restaurant just explodes it's this wonderful outside shot of the of the um the restaurant and then you just see the walls just go boom and everything just explodes. All the fat people are walking out, you know, no shit on them. Their pants are fine. You know, they didn't ruin their pants. And it's a good, another great visual joke. You got this one fat guy who's kind of dizzy. And he walks into a tree and falls down. So even though I hate the fart stuff and the poop stuff, the payoff is great. Oh yeah. It's one of the funniest. I mean, that's one of there's a couple moments that are funniest ever. To me, that's one of the funniest ever I've ever mm-hmm. seen in my life. I've never seen anything like that. And what I was talking about earlier, how even when they're doing something super vulgar, they mm-hmm. still use restraint so that it's not too like offensive and on the level of something that's like completely mean-spirited. So, mm-hmm. uh, like you were saying, if they had gone and they just put brown paint or whatever on everyone and they had shit their pants and or yeah. whatever, that would have been too much. I mean, this yeah. is ridiculous. But um, when they're all going to the bathroom uh, at the same time, the, there's a Japanese guy on the toilet with a camera. Yeah, okay. And there's yeah, that's the right. twin giggling. With Magneto Joe's, uh, he's going through the fat people. He's like, those those two twin giggling fat motherfuckers right there, that's 838. Yeah. They're going, no flash, no flash. And he's like, smile, That's everybody. That's it. I forget. That's what ignites the, the methane or whatever. I didn't get that joke. Okay. I yeah. didn't get it. No, that's it. He, he, okay. they're, they're screaming at him, don't take a picture. And he takes a picture. And as soon as the flash goes off, it's just 
devastation. Ooh. I mean, um, but you know, and I know you don't. That's weird. Uh, you know, to each his own. You don't like fart jokes and stuff. Uh, yeah. What What separates this from other bad fart jokes or whatever is the comments that the fat people. What and again, these aren't like fat people. These are like monsters. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's a difference. But mm-hmm. I can't. I don't know the guy's name. Okay. But this is a weird connection. The main fat guy. Um, the one in the blue shirt. The one in the blue shirt. This is something I've been quoting since I was a kid. It's one of the. It's so funny that I can't believe it. Like if you're writing a script, okay, the fat guy he lifts up his leg and farts. What can we have him say that's funny? Mm-hmm. Okay, because the fart joke is not enough. The punchline is, he says, <laughs> he says deep and mean, and <laughs> that is to me just the funniest possible thing you could say. I I was ch- I choke on well, like laughing all the time thinking about that. He just admits it. He just looks at one of the other people. He's like deep and mean, and um, that to me that elevates it to higher echelon of fart jokes in my opinion. But the weird connection is this is if if you're a fan of Roadhouse or um, anyone mm-hmm. listening is a fan of Roadhouse. That guy I don't know his name yeah. is in Roadhouse with two disc DVD brother. Presto Poopnik, Presto Poopnik, Presto mm-hmm. Popnik, the one with the fat boy pocket shocker. Mm-hmm. He plays Tinker in Roadhouse. He's a bad guy. Uh, he um, and the fat guy in the blue shirt who says "deep and mean" in Hamburger. Mm-hmm. He works for uh, Patrick Swayze in the Roadhouse. So they're in the same movie. They have a fight scene together. It's you like a ham. Be. It's a Hamburger, the motion picture reuniting the two fattest guys in that movie. <laughs> Um, you wow. know when when he uh, he got rid of the the cousin who was the bartender, mm-hmm. and uh, they go up into his office and say you have to rehire him. Yeah, that's when Tinker the the pressed of Poopnik fights blue shirt guy deep and mean. Wow, <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah, it's fan- I mean that's I but you know I loved um, Roadhouse is another. From mm-hmm. my childhood, yep, uh, fantastic. So I've always had that connection there. But um, yeah, and you know what we're talking about. Just to close, I don't want to go on too long or anything, or make this boring. But the yeah. final exam aspect of the movie is like it come. There's different waves, like kind of you know, like the first wave is the fat people eating club, and then. The the uh, motorcycle cop and they have all these different waves of people coming in. I, I just think it the it's so absurd. The one of the appealing things of this movie is that it keeps one foot in reality and one foot in this absurd comedy. And mm-hmm. it's the reason, like when we're kids, my dad watched. I I don't he'd always be watching one of like three different movies: generic western, um, like generic cowboys, generic, um cop movie mm. or generic um you know space movie or something he didn't know what they were didn't know who was in them didn't know what they were called he's like ah it's just some so that's why i love mel brooks movies mm-hmm. so much when i was a kid because i didn't realize that they were kind of homages mm-hmm. right or the naked gun i yeah. just thought they were making fun of these shitty old movies that old people watched you know yeah. um so when you said naked gun that was like yep when me and my brothers were, uh, I, 
our our favorite was Top Secret and Naked Gun, those two. Uh, mm-hmm. And this is just so much like that, but on like a pencil thin, paper thin budget. Mm. I don't know. Just wanted to make some kind of you know people. I think they mix up satire and uh, absurdity with just being stupid when it's actually like actually clever and fun. Yeah. One one last thing I want to talk about, like the ending. We won't ruin the end end because I thought that was really absurd. How when Mister Vunk comes in and everything is destroyed and they find out a way, the nun saves the day. But I won't say how. Yep. Um, I won't reveal that because I want that. That that was a funny thing I did see coming. But after the fat people leave, the bikers show up, and you know it's really going to get crazy because the 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 I guess the head biker he literally busts down the door by punching it twice and it explodes and it scares um two of the 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 students one guy runs away and i of course the fat guy tries to leap over the counter and he's just just crawling over the counter and you see him kicking his legs like he's dog paddling in the air or something like that it's just it's just another fun scene because they have to deal with the bikers now after all the fat people ate all their food and then the the biker cops show up but they're not going to help because they think that it was them that was insulted, you know, it was Dick Buckus. And it's like I said, the last 20 minutes, other than the poop and fart stuff for me, is just fantastic. Totally agree. Yeah. There's, you know, and uh, like I was saying earlier about set pieces, there's at least, I mean, honestly, 20, I mean, 20, there's like at least a dozen incredible moments. But uh, just off the top of my head, the fat people scene with the explosion and uh, the put those cookies back. Mm. That's like historical. Yeah. Like people, you know, they're not, what's weird. It's not that historical though. Cause no one's like quoting that, but doesn't know what it is, you know? Right. So movie is chock full of hilarity. Yeah. So I guess in the end we'll say, um, I know you're going to put it above uncle Sam. Because that's like our little running gag. I personally will definitely put it above Uncle Sam. I had a lot more fun, um, a lot less boring parts. Other, you know, the only problem I have is the chicken scene and like you know the fart jokes. But highly recommend this if you're a fan of this podcast. I don't honestly see how you could not be a fan of Hamburger the Motion Picture because if you like mine and Frenzy's type of humor. You're going to love this movie. Or at least if you don't love it, you're going to have a lot of damn fun. So, Couldn't have said it any better myself. So in closing, I want to say thank you for listening. Um, I do especially want to say thank you because Frenzy doesn't know this. We now have three requests. I will tell you those off the air because we're, we basically keep everything secret because none of this shit is planned out. We maybe plan this three or four days in advance when we want to talk about something. I, I, I shoot him a, a message, and he's like, yeah, sure, we'll do it. But we have three requests that we'll get to eventually. We do have a Halloween-themed episode coming that uh, Frenzy's all for. Um, but yeah, I will, I will say thank you for watching or listening. Uh, you can find me, just Google Hey Internet Eric here. You can find me there on Facebook, on YouTube on instagram i'm on twitter same name but also at movies underscore beer 365 um i feel like an asshole because i keep forgetting to plug my other podcast the slocky horror picture show which is also on instagram and uh twitter 
I do with my buddy Johnny from Here's Johnny's Reviews. It's an every other pod, every other week type of podcast, which could be why I forget to plug it all the time. Um, last episode we did was Chopping Mall. And we're, this week we're going to record and talk about the Wes Craven classic, air quotes, Shocker. Oh, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Love it. So make sure you check out those pages. Give those a follow. Uh, Frenzy, when you're not hiding in the sewers, uh, harassing little children, uh, telling them they can float, uh, where can we find you? Instagram at Frenzy Poo. All right. And I'm about so, to launch a legitimate YouTube channel with uh, movie reviews and weird conspiracy theories. So I'll tell you about that, he, more about that later. Yeah, he's told, he's told me some of the stuff, and, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So with that, we will once again say thank you for watching, listening. Send suggestions, all that shit, and put those cookies down, motherfucker. Mm -hmm.